much we love Italian and French sodas yeah and like the syrup brands associated with them yes I just um I'll t- I'm gonna tell the story again for the people because I feel like it's something that people might enjoy and want to know about the people want to know wait okay. are you I'm gonna crack my non-Italian but kind of exciting limoncello LaCroix oh I just got some of that from Target isn't it good it's so good it tastes like real soda it's like the Mountain Dew of LaCroix (laughs) that is a really good review thank you you're welcome I'm drinking plain LaCroix and then I went online and bought syrup for like making like Italian sodas and I bought violet syrup so I'm having very purple soda drink I think that's just the most like lovely thing I feel like that's like the most feminine beverage you know Mm. I do feel very femme as I'm sipping it I mean come on like violet like if you're drinking something that's supposed to taste like a flower like you're done like you are high femme (laughs) in that moment that is my that's my moniker that's I want to get one. I want to buy some of these things. I want to buy these zero cal. Well, so this is from Monin. This is not an ad, by the way. <laughs> I know. God, we wish it was. Yeah, please. Monin brand. Send us uh, your goodies. Um, but I, I did want the violet syrup, but I also ordered lavender syrup, which I brought to my sister's house. They're $10 a bottle. I can't believe it. And uh, I also got the chocolate syrup, like mm-hmm. that you would get like at a at a coffee shop. Local coffee shop when you get a little a chocolate or a mocha. Or a, yeah, that sounds really good. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Free shipping over $25. It's so affordable. It is. You'd be crazy not to do it. (laughs) Uh, What? What's your flavor? I don't know. What ad is that? What's your flavor? Oh yeah, was that for like that weird Diet Coke that was like? No, it's not. Remember that Diet Coke that was like wild cherry and like there were all those crazy flavors. Yes, all really disgusting. I personally think that they're really good and I love going to a movie theater when they have that um, like giant Coke machine where it's a oh. adventure and you can do like orange Diet Coke with a little bit of vanilla or something crazy. Well, that's a, that's a Coke freestyle. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Is that what that's called? A freestyle? No. Yeah, that's Coke freestyle. That's what those machines are called where you can like make mix and match and like make your own 
Diet Coke, which I 100% of the time make a cherry vanilla Diet Coke, but. I know that they collect the data of all the people and you know what I say? Great. Let them, well, that's why they came up with vanilla or orange vanilla Coke Zero, which was, I've got to say, really good. It's really good. They know what they're doing there at Coca-Cola. But I was talking about those ones that were like feisty cherry. Don't you remember that? I don't think they even make them anymore because they were really gross. Like they were feisty cherry. It wasn't good. And that was the only one I ever tried. And the other ones were like flavors you would truly never want in a Diet Coke. Look, it's just a dark history of Coke, Diet Coke's recent past, and they don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Okay. But before we switch topics, just one more question about Coca-Cola. Did you ever go to Coke World in Las Vegas? No, I never did. Oh, well, there is, there's a, there's the, uh, a Coke World. <laughs> well, what happens there? There's... You go into a Coke bottle and uh, then I feel like you watch a video and then you get to go to a room where there's um, flavors from all over the world. It's like every oh, time really? and you get to like sample all of those sodas. Okay. While we're still talking about it, I just found a little listicle that ranks all the best and worst flavors of the new Diet Cokes, which I do believe are all discontinued. Okay. There was twisted mango, zesty blood orange, ginger lime, and feisty cherry. Those were like their wild creations. They came up with like two years ago. I am impressed that you remembered Feisty Cherry and wow, that I'm sorry that this passed me by. I wish that I had had the chance to sample the mango. It sounds so weird. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I never tried any of the other ones, but ugh, Ginger was, Coke sounds good. It actually does. What do you think? Like, oh, is it like ginger ale and Coke? Because I was just thinking like a really strong, like pungent ginger I was like with coke you out of your mind yeah I feel like I mean probably like rip through all your organs <laughs> I mean it's gonna do that anyway yeah Ooh. yeah anyway mm, so this has been soft drink corner yeah <laughs> thanks for and joining us. that's our pre-show yeah time for the main event Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we're talking Annabelle creation today. Yes, Annabelle, you know her, you love her. You've seen her in The Conjuring. You've seen her in Annabelle. Uh, number one. Number one. What was it called? Annabelle. It's just called Annabelle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are, Annabelle creation where she, it all began she pop up in annabelle or in creation too i'm sorry does she pop up in the conjuring too at all i don't think so i mean i feel like maybe they show her i i mean i can't even remember but i feel like they might show the they're not going in the warrens like hall of horrors whatever without showing annabelle in her little case right because that's the money shot baby and that's annabelle true. is the star we knew as soon as we saw her in that little rocking chair yeah like once you see her she's so dynamic you can't take your eyes off her like she stole she stole the show she was chewing the scenery and like <laughs> a star was born in that first cold open 
of <laughs> whatever or whatever the fuck it's called in a movie of the conjuring they say, i think that they do call them cold opens in movies too well that's it's mutually ex- applicable it's yeah um she's our queen and a star and yeah she's and all i mean and she's tall she's big she's strong and i did always kind of want to know like where did annabelle come from of course you have to you have to answer the question it's like it's what we all wanted to to know and finally we get some answers yeah we we get to meet the geppetto the, the cursed geppetto <laughs> By a very sad Anthony LaPaglia. Who plays Annabelle. Well, okay. So he plays the doll maker. He's the doll maker. And the dad. And the dad. So we the movie begins and we see this man in his toy shop. And he's like creating the beast. And he looks <laughs> twisted and scary. And I was like, oh, is this like a demonic evil person i mean when it first starts i thought oh this is a bad man making a bad doll but immediately you realize no he's a very religious christian father (laughs) these living in like the dust bowl yeah they're like dust bowl they're like from like i don't know kansas it felt like kansas or something Yes, although I think they filmed it in Burbank. <laughs> well, <laughs> it it's like a very um, August in California kind of look. Like all of the grass is like brown, and it felt to me very like Dorothy before she goes to Oz. Like, yes. like. It felt like just an an old fashioned dusty old place. <laughs> just an old fashioned dusty old place. Yes. Um, <laughs> and there's like not a lot to do there, except we'll for make dolls, go to church. <laughs> they seem like they had they, Mister Annabelle Senior and his wife <laughs> had children late in life. It looked to me. Yes, I think that is definitely to be implied. Very uh, woman at the beach in the yellow hat and jaws kind of vibes. Yeah, like this was this was their last chance. This was their last chance. She is played by Miranda Otto, aka Aowen from The Lord of the Rings. So that was exciting to see her once again in a movie. Yeah, the mom heads out there for all the yeah. If you love it, like I love it. (laughs) um and uh so this couple has a 10 year old and her name is annabelle her name is annabelle and she's the light of their life the apple of their eye a charming little girl they take her to church she does great she's great girl (laughs) and then their car breaks down yeah and she runs into the road to pick something up she's just too helpful she's trying to help yeah she's just that's how good she is and uh, bam she's she's dead she's dead yes 
flash forward 10 years. 12 years. years. I'm so sorry. 12 years. (laughs) Cause it all, it happens in 12 year increments. And I think, is that the demons like, or the movies or the demon is. Well, when, um, she was because if when it fast forwards again at the end it's 12 years wild yeah totally wild maybe that is like the demon's menstrual cycle yeah is that how often your skin like regenerates great question let's take it to the (laughs) g-o-o-g-l How often does skin replace itself? Every 27 days? What? That's too fast. That's too much. Are you crazy? Well, there's a thing of every cell in your body. That Maybe that's that. How often does every cell? Um, seven to 10 years. But what it like starting from what? From like when you're born. So like every seven years. So you have to like constantly like multiply by seven to say like how many years you have left to like get those cells good for the regen, next gen. I can't think about this. Yeah, don't worry about that. Um, okay, anyway, let's get back to the matter at hand. Yes. Okay. So the movie jumps ahead. We, we have a time dash ahead. It's 12 years later. Well, we see a school bus. Yeah. And we don't know where they are, but we know they're in the middle of nowhere. Also in a Dust Bowl like place <laughs> that may or may not be Burbank. That may or may not be Burbank. And they're from St. Eustace School for Girls. It's written on the side and there's a school bus full of like little girls. Yeah. And where are they going? To hell. Hell in a handbasket. They're Catholic too. They're they have a lovely young nun. She's so beautiful. Their, she is beautiful. As and in teacher. her heart, she's beautiful. She's a good person, which is what makes her beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she is uh, you know, in stark contrast to the bad nun Mm -hmm. she is a good nun she is and these girls are they were they were from the orphanage and this couple who had the tragedy has invited them into their home to live and they are also excited about it yeah it's kind of unclear to me why this cup like why these orphan girls need to live in this farmhouse with this couple and the one nun it seemed like they were the couple was like doing a nice thing for the girls and like giving them a place where they could have more space and they could like have children in the house and it would make them happy I mean, I get, I get the general idea of like, it's good because they don't have a home and these people need children. I just don't know like how a deal like that gets negotiated. Like who came to who, why is this something that happens? Like, are they overflow from the orphanage? There's not enough room in the orphanage and they have to go stay with the Annabelle people. Like, I just, 
because <laughs> they're not like adopting them and I guess and they're not really fostering them because they have the nun there too yeah and it doesn't look like I mean it, it's not like a functional farm where they're like doing no it's a doll it's a doll factor it's a doll making <laughs> facility <laughs> And it has all thing. of these rules. I did think that the first, like, okay, I love in these movies, all, like all of these types of movies have people moving into a new house for the first time, except yeah. Conjuring 2 didn't have that, right? We didn't see that montage. No, they're- They had already been in there. Yeah. We don't see that, but that's always like, like one of the most fun parts of the movie where people are like, oh, whoa wow, this is going to be my room or whatever. They're like, look at this closet. <laughs> they, I know. And like the closet's like the scariest closet and the devil lives inside. And they're like, Ooh, I can't wait to go in here at night and hang up my sweaters. Like they were just so ignorant, naive and foolish. So foolish. They're like, Oh, fun. A dumb waiter. <laughs> what are we going to use this for? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's when you see all of the things that they'll use in the finale. <laughs> yes, they just show you all the things that you need to pay attention to, like the room full of knives and like the basement <laughs> with a portal to hell in it, etc. Yes. The um, this movie uh, also has another children's game in it that gets taken over by sinister forces yeah like this um in the first part of the movie when you see the daughter of the doll maker <laughs> he like leaves little notes for her mm. they play like hide and seek or like they're playing tag basically with written pieces of paper yeah which is something that annabelle keeps as one of her spooky tricks the notes on parchment paper Mm -hmm. And it goes back to like real Annabelle lore because the Warrens also said that she would leave parchment paper around even if there's no parchment paper in the house. Yeah, because those, yeah, those the nurses, nurses didn't, didn't have, have any, they don't have any parchment paper. No, I don't even really know what it is. What is like construction paper? I think it's a little bit, um, I think it's thinner than construction paper. Like what you would, you know, like when you open an old book, sometimes and there's like a, there's like it's like tissue paper almost, like just like floating in there. Yeah, something it's like that. Like a crinkly old piece of paper. It's a crinkly old piece of paper. It's like what the Constitution was written up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Aggie, I need to take another detour away from Annabelle. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So I have a question to ask you on the air in front of the world. And as we talked about offline, the gyms are opening I know. this weekend. And I, this, I am like fully feeling the temptation and the impatience of it all and it's like I just want to go take a class I do too I feel okay they're opening I have this gift certificate to a really expensive studio here that has been burning a hole in my pocket all year I'm really out of shape 
I'm so out of shape. I wouldn't even really want to go to the fancy studio, but I would. I, I just, I'm, 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 we're so close. We're so close. I just feel like I'm going to have like been really good and stayed home and like not gotten COVID this whole entire fucking time. And then in the last month, I'm going to be like, we're almost done. And I'm going to go and get it. I know that's like, that is, that's what's making me crazy the last couple of days. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the itch of it. Like as everybody's getting vaccinated and it's like, everyone I know is vaccinated. I know it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And I want it so bad. (laughs) I know know. it's like, so so close. We're so close. I'm just going to wait. Yeah, me too. Okay. Thank you for talking that through with me. Okay. In the middle of our Annabelle story. No, I'm glad you brought it up because it needed to be discussed and I, we need to know what everybody else thinks too. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know how I got there from parchment paper. I don't know. Maybe we're just thinking of like nice little things. Yeah, the things that you do for yourself, like little things you do for yourself, like write yourself a little note on parchment paper and put it in a book. (laughs) Take a workout class during a global pandemic. (laughs) The things we do for ourselves. (laughs) Exactly. Get some violet syrup, make yourself a little soda. Get a lemoncello LaCroix. Yes. I also don't have any alcohol in the house. And having for two weeks. And tonight I was like, I wish that I had wine in the house because I want a glass of wine. And I'm like, it's okay that I don't have it. I've been really, I don't have any, well, I do have a couple bottles of wine, but I'm like really not opening them. Like I've been really cutting back, but some days you're just like, let me crack that shit open. Exactly but I don't do it. This episode is all about resisting the urge. It's all about personal growth, which is what Annabelle is about to me and resisting the urge because Annabelle doesn't know when to stop. That's her problem. (laughs) It's true. She's ambitious. She's a girl boss. Yeah, she has been. I love Annabelle and I hate to say anything negative about her, but if I had to criticize one thing about her personality, she doesn't quit when it's obviously time to stop. Like she doesn't, she doesn't let it go. She won't let it go. She can't read the room. No, she has no interest in reading the room room because the room is covered in Bible passages. And if she reads it, she'll like burn her eyes because she's the (laughs) devil. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So I feel like, okay. So, so the the girls are in the house and, uh, one of them is like being called by Annabelle and she like goes into the room she's not supposed to go into. And it's the bedroom of the original girl child, Annabelle, who we know tragically died. Also, no one has seen the mom by the way. And they're like, you can't go. The mom is sick. Don't go in the downstairs. So that's like, like creepy rooms. They're not supposed to go into this guy seems really weird. Like high maintenance. I would not bring a bunch of busload of girls in this place. Honestly, like, sorry, there are two, I understand. Okay. There are rooms where it's like, I'm sorry. Like these are going to be off limits for the girls. Like we're going to have some 
privacy with like 12 girls in our house or however many girls, obviously. But this thing of like, you must never enter the forbidden space is like more, is like excessive. It is excessive. And if you know you have a demon that yes. is sitting in your home that you have had to like sequester in this room full of Bible verses, why would you bring a bunch of like fresh meat? It's so selfish. It is selfish. It really is selfish. Yeah. It's like people who adopt pets just to like post them on Instagram, but don't really want to take care of them, you know? Yeah. It's like, is this for you or is this for the girls? Because the girls would be better off if they never came to Annabelle's house. Everybody would. I mean, we wouldn't even have the, we would, none of this would exist. All the lives that could have been saved if they weren't like just bored and wanted something to do exactly I don't like it I don't approve of this choice no I mean it really if you think about it he is the villain of the whole franchise and so was the mom yeah because she was a part of it too yeah and it's just a lesson in how um giving into big messy emotions can have have a real negative output he actually did a lot wrong uh more than just bringing the girls he really needed to listen more at that church service he went to what was the lesson being taught at the church service well i just i don't know but it's like i feel like he wasn't paying attention in church because in addition to bringing the girls in the demon's house, he also summoned the demon. He did summon the demon. We learned this in flashback. We might be getting ahead of ourselves, but Let's basically the evil mom and dad who are not supposed to be evil in the movie, but we're kind of calling we them out. Yeah, we're we're calling them in because <laughs> they need to take accountability for the fact that they miss their daughter so much that they prayed and prayed for her to come back and they finally heard her come back and they let her in even though they knew that this was not they knew and they must have known in their hearts that this wasn't like a christian move like we know this yeah, they're de- they're they're dabbling in necromancy here, just like the other people from last week. And before they know it, they think they've got Annabelle back. Big mistake. It's a demon who was pretending to be Annabelle and who, yes, also I believe they let possess the doll. Yes. They let it go inside the doll. Yeah. Pretending it was, so she's pretending she's Annabelle. She's like, I'm Annabelle, your daughter. Let me go in this doll. They let the, they let it go in, but then now the doll is possessed. But then the the Ed Warren says that demons don't possess things. They possess people. So like, I, the whole concept of Annabelle, I just, am, I don't fully get it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point because I was thinking about it like a container. Yeah. 
like like the it it like lies dormant in there it's like it's suitcase or something yeah and then but if you can like make it makes its head turn and like it's always like the doll will be like floating and then you see like the demons holding it up yes and there are times where you actually see the demon yeah and the demon is like growing during what the demon is huge yeah even bigger than annabelle who we've already established is large yes she is but the demon can take the shape of the daughter yeah and that's why they loved having the demon around because it would like look like do some magic and look like the daughter that they had lost yeah and she would just be like in her room doing stuff when the mom is like doing laundry or whatever but soon it takes a big turn and then it rips the mother's eyes out yes and the father has constraints so when you first see the mom she has uh like a porcelain mask on one side of her face she's like half doll it looks like did you ever watch boardwalk empire I only saw like the last episode of like the first and last episodes of it. <laughs> That's a funny way to watch a TV show. It's no way to watch. I, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> uh, well, there's a character who had been injured in World War One, and he like lost part of his face and they had created like a tin, um, like it was painted to look like the part of the face that he had lost, which was something that they did with soldiers at that time because they didn't have like plastic surgery and like all they could do was cover it. And that's basically like, that's basically what the mother has. And then when it pulls it off, it's a disgusting like gray and black hole in the middle of her face. That's like been touched by the evil. By the, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Phantom of the Opera. Definitely Phantom of the Opera, yes. Um, so that's bad. And then the dad, did we already say this? Puts her in the closet of his daughter's room, completely covers the entire thing with like pages of the Bible, which that just seems also like, I don't, whatever, fine. And then they put holy water then there are like these two priests who have their big moment where they get to walk up to the camera looking really serious and like throw holy water on it <laughs> like I just imagine them like watching it with like their parents and then their parents being really excited and they're like look it's you here's your big moment and they walk up slash it walk off like it's you know they got a full they got a, a lot of screen time and then <laughs> they go and then they lock Annabelle up and I guess when all the little girls come around, Annabelle is activated. Like, I don't yeah, know. She's like, happened. ooh, children. Yeah, she's like something to work with because she's like not into the dad. Like the energy is just like kind of blah in the house after that. And when there's new life, there's change, there's youth, there's. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think that the demon knew that those girls were going to be there like like that there was some sort of fateful mm, happenstance i mean mate i think it's possible that the demon because why would the demon be so attracted to these like 
sad middle-aged people who live in the middle of this like dusty old fucked up town well I think it's kind of like that's the lesson where it's like if anybody like if you pray for something supernatural to happen you're like dancing with the devil and you're like flirting with disaster because you don't know like if you open your like any like as I've said before (laughs) a soul is a soul like they'll take whatever um yeah I feel like I think you said like in the eyes of the (laughs) devil all souls are pure or something (laughs) I definitely said something about being washed in the blood of Christ but like (laughs) I did say that like to so like my understanding is like God and the devil are in this like permanent war or like God is kind of unbothered, but like the devil is like super hates God. And like his little fucked up game here on earth is like to take souls from God because God like really loves us, wants to have, wants us to come to heaven. But in order for us to come to heaven, we have to do certain things like whatever. I don't know exactly, but like good stuff, accept Jesus, etc. And so the devil is like, I love misdirecting people and like bringing them my way with like worldly things and like other weird fucked up stuff that God would never do because not because I like them so much, but because I like literally hate God so much that like, this is my thing. Like, getting like taking his stuff because he kicked me out of heaven and like I want to be powerful too (laughs) this is right it's so good yeah this is what I so I feel like the devil like whatever devil becomes Annabelle like he'll go into Annabelle to like try to get the mom and dad but I think like he's patient and so he's like oh like maybe I can work out a system where like because they're not gonna have any more kids but like maybe I can like get more souls by waiting do you think because my question before I guess was do you think the devil's psychic and knew that those girls were going to come and like what the future could hold or do you think that that was my initial question, but hearing you tell the tale, mm. I've re- I'm revising my question. Do you think that the demon in Annabelle planted the idea yeah. in the parents to bring the girls? I think it's more of that. I think the demon, because the demon is like a little bit like restrained in the Bible room. Mm-hmm. I guess <sighs> so maybe like the best it could really do was just to like I don't know like fuck with the guys like dreams and be like bring some girls here to open <laughs> that makes a lot of sense yeah I think so <laughs> it makes like biblical sense like it's just important that it makes sense like you know I'm all I'm interested in right now is biblical sense. That's all I care about. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 
or it's also possible that they just were like they still hadn't learned their lesson like they prayed and prayed for something unholy they just wanted their daughter back yeah I know but I mean obviously that's no excuse if we learn anything from Annabelle creation like (laughs) they had to keep it in the realm of like the of good they fucked up there they fucked up again when they were like sure take the bot take the doll move in whatever they did they taped Annabelle up but they still their final lesson had to be like I mean, that they were going to have to like have faith in God and not try to like replay the past. Because when they brought those girls into the house, it was, they knew it wasn't right for the girls. They knew there like there was a, a demon in the closet, <laughs> but they were like, we're so selfish again, we're going to do this. So it's also possible that it was just their own hubris that created Annabelle man is the devil yes um yeah they really fucked up they did fuck up and we pay the price by watching these movies (laughs) (laughs) I did find this one very entertaining I did too um also, again, just quickly, the real Annabelle is Raggedy Ann doll. So, like, obviously, none of this is part of the real Annabelle story. Right. And the real Annabelle does make a cameo in this movie, which I was thrilled to see. That was fun. That was like a shout out for the fans. <laughs> yes. I loved the. An Easter egg. What's that? An Easter egg. A nice little Easter egg. And I, I loved the whole, like, like end of the movie. I really like the end of the movie too. The end of the movie is the best. So it's so fun. Let's just like, it was perfect. And it was also like, this very much feels like a movie you might catch like the last half of on like TBS and then see the end and be like, what is going on with these franchise movies? Like, I do not know what these are about. This is so stupid. I get annoyed, but because we know all about it, it was great. It was very great. Very fun. Um, should we say what happens? Yeah. I mean, we've already said everything else that happens pretty much. Yeah, that's- <laughs> uh, so after like the big showdowns with the girls and the demon and a scarecrow that uh, the demon possesses and-, and like a barn, I think a well, there's, oh yeah, there's a whole like little Ringu string there with the, yeah. they try to throw the doll down the well and she like pops up on the couch and very yeah. scary. So there's a battle for the souls. Everything goes haywire. Uh, one of the girls escapes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the priests come and they take the Annabelle, they like expel the demon from Annabelle. Yes. And they offer the doll to the girls at the end. And they're like, no, thanks. They're like, all. they're like, what the fuck? So 
so the main girl has been at this point essentially possessed by Annabelle. She was locked in the closet and dug her way out. So she's gone and I think presumed dead. Yes, although we catch up with her in another orphanage being adopted by a set of parents. Yes. And they are the ones who present her with the historical Raggedy Ann Annabelle doll. Yes, which is the Easter egg. The very and Easter then egg. we get a very fun photo age progression of the girl. Yes. At the home with the parents, 12 years go by. Yes. We see the parents, they're older, they're getting ready for bed. It's, and then it's the scene we realize that we've seen before. We've been here before. But That's we haven't seen it from know. here. We saw it from across the street just a few moments later. Yes. And then it all starts to play out. It's the it's the beginning of the first Annabelle. Yes. So that's the little girl who got adopted and became Annabelle, the cult killer. Yes. Then got back in the doll. And it I do think that Annabelle and the doll were separated. I I mean, obviously that is like somehow she was supposed to be there with the doll. Yeah, it definitely adds like a real like fateful element to the story. It like connects it all so nicely, but it does open up these questions about like how connected is the demon to its its container and that like the demon maybe the demon is just like us and just like really likes Annabelle and is like this is my thing now yeah it you I felt like it used the little girl as a vessel yes to get back to Annabelle so that it could like go on its next journey yeah it you yes like when it knew where it was because then in the conjure or in Annabelle one she takes the doll and she's like I like your doll and then she slits her own throat and kills herself and that's where Annabelle gets her blood tear right but like she obviously knows that she needs to like go back into the doll and that's why she does that but why I do not know <laughs> because when when Annabelle is out and about she's a free she's a human more powerful than a doll she can walk she can talk she can use a knife to kill her parents she can join a cult she can do all these things Annabelle the doll easily contained in a glass box in the Warren's basement is constantly trying to get out but can't like why would the demon go back in the doll I think the demon goes back in the doll so that it can get closer to a younger host. Do you think it went back in the doll because it was like, oh, it's with a pregnant woman? Yes. But then it was like, oh, if I can't have your soul, then I'll take Alfred Woodard's soul. Which is like the same thing as like the distressed parents. Yeah, it's a it's less than a lateral move. It's you know what I mean? Because it's like another like kind of like middle-aged grieving parents. Right? Yeah. Well, I know there's like demons that feed on different emotions too, like 
grief eaters. Yeah, but Annabelle just seems so joyful. So about life. Yeah, uh, she's got a like, joie de vivre. It's, I mean, she's fun. She's like, I'm not going to be like other demons. Like, I'm going to go in this fucking doll. Like, no one ever thought of this. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> true, but she's like, well, look at this. I found this crazy doll. I'm like, I'm going to be this thing. <laughs> also, it's weird because like the demon is like immortal, I guess, has been on Earth for eternity. But like now is like all about this doll. But like that period of time, that's like such a short period of time for the demon. Yeah, it's just like a phase. It's like when I used to make my eyebrows purple or something. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, that those were my Annabelle years. Yeah. Oh yeah, that the, those centuries, those were my Yeah, that was my I, Annabelle century. And then it'll go, it'll be like in a whatever robotic Annabelle from the future yeah yeah oh I I possessed a rock yeah then... oh in the stone age I possessed a rock then I possessed a porcelain doll and then I possessed a spaceship <laughs> <laughs> exactly how... yeah yeah demons are like bacteria or viruses or something ancient forever they'll always adapt always adapting always thinking always staying two steps ahead yeah it's a de- it's a demon of its time exactly i just read a really good book about a demon possession actually unconnected to it. us yeah that book come closer sarah gran it was very good it was creepy i'm gonna read it i have it now i have to read it it um it took me like two hours to read. You're a fast reader too. I'm sure it would be less time for you. I'm a pretty fast reader, but two hours is pretty fast to read a book. Yeah, but it's like a hundred pages. It's a novella. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Ooh, that sounds good. Maybe I'll like take a bath and read it. <laughs> yeah, let me know what you think. I will. And then we'll, we could talk about it next week. Oh my God, now I have a, an assignment. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to give you an assignment. No, it's totally fair. I'm ready. I love it. I'm ready for an assignment. Um, did you notice the Punch and Judy dolls in Annabelle? Um, am I thinking? I okay. I was it like a twisted fantasy, or is that something in another movie with Punch and Judy dolls that I've seen since then? I'm not sure. Maybe not. That might be another movie, but this was when they were in the girl's bedroom and Annabelle, and she accidentally hit Annabelle in the face with that Nerf gun. Yeah, she's, and she makes them do the Punch and Judy dolls. And she's like, who's doing that? And then they just stop. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was was cute. I thought it was cute too. I definitely, yeah, that whole part was fun. I mean, this... Annabelle creation is definitely better than Annabelle. And yes, you know, know, I'm not like, did I find the experience of watching any of these movies like particularly pleasurable? No, but like, I remember them all very fondly now where I'm like, oh, now that I'm talking about regular Annabelle, I'm like, oh yeah, it's like in the sixties, great. (laughs) And that's like, oh, I'm like, it's so cool. 
And then this one, I'm like, oh my God, there's the fun girls in the orphanage. <laughs> yes, I love it. Like they just, even if watching them isn't that great, you will always remember them fondly, I think. I feel the same way. What do you think about um, all of the, like, that it's all female protagon protagonists in this? I was thinking about, like, I don't know, the busload of girls going up to the thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, all of these movies. Is that, I guess that's kind of standard for horror movies. I feel like horror movies do tend to have a lot of female protagonists and I don't really like to think about the reason why because men like to see us scared that yeah or like getting like murdered brutally but I also think that I don't know but I think that women might like horror movies more than men especially ones like Annabelle or like my favorite genre is like the pg-13 horror movie like i love cheesy shitty horror movies that you would like see at an amc like i think those are the most fun nights i love to do it whatever i don't know who i don't know who likes that more i don't know either i'd be interested in seeing statistics about it yeah because it does upset me a little bit and disturb me. That women are... Well, yeah, that it's like... I think it's weird, as we discussed last week when we were talking about the cutting off the eyelid movie, that a woman's body... Like, a woman experiencing pleasure would be, like, rated at least R. Like, yeah. a woman having an orgasm would be R immediately. Yes. But a woman getting her fucking throat slit and screaming and bleeding to death is, like, PG-13. And I don't really get it. I don't get it either. Did you ever watch that movie about the um, MPAA? There's a documentary about the people who rate the movies and how arbitrary it is and, like, who it's made up of. You know, as MC Hammer said on Twitter recently, when you measure, consider the measurer. Interesting. And I, I think, think that, that, yeah, when it comes to those ratings, you have to look at who's doling it out. But yeah. I don't know why, I don't, I don't know why we need to create and consume so much of it. I mean, it's, I love them. And if I had my, like, if I, if it was like, do you want to watch like a movie? Do you want to watch like a PG-13 horror movie or like an erotic drama with like full frontal nudity? I would be like PG-13 horror probably every time. Yeah. Just knowing nothing else about it. I would probably choose the PG-13 horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I it just it just is weird to me that like and these movies are never the most gruesome thing in this movie oh well when the mother is crucified on the wall that's pretty gruesome it was pretty gruesome yeah definitely I because I did think I was like wow, that's a little bit more than I would have expected to see. 
in this movie. Me too, especially because um, everything else about it feels so young. Yeah. Like it almost feels like a kid's movie. Yeah. Very like YA feeling. Mm-hmm. And all of these, I don't know, they're all very like mainstream. Yeah. And they really don't, um, most of them don't show any, like the conjuring is, there's no blood in the conjuring that I know, not a drop of it. Um, Annabelle is, you know, has like kind of like a slasher thing at the beginning, which is, I, like I said, I thought kind of uncalled for with like the Sharon Tate thing, but even that isn't like Quentin Tarantino doing Sharon Tate. It's like, whatever. And then the other, yeah. And then, wait, were these the only two? Did we watch another? Oh, The Conjuring 2. That was another one that didn't have any blood in it. Right. That one had even less than The Conjuring 1, I think. Because that didn't even have like really scary like people like it didn't even have like Bathsheba is pretty scary. Bathsheba is definitely scary and that whole thing in the basement is scary. Yeah and the conjuring is scary. The conjuring too isn't scary but right. it does have like weird creatures but they're not very scary. Yes the um the spin-off characters. Yeah my boyfriend the the bendy man or whatever the crooked man Um, the old man in the chair (laughs) (laughs) my house my my house like is into the remote (laughs) yeah (laughs) i remember okay in the movie there's a photograph of the hot nun um yes She's not in the picture, but it's like a picture of the other nuns in Romania. Her nun friends. Yes. And the dad, sad dad is like, oh, who's this nun here in the shadows? And she's like, I don't know. I've never seen it before. And then he like tilts the photo a little bit and it is the nun, AKA Valak. How is Valak and Annabelle connected? They're not- Your boyfriend and girlfriend. What if their boyfriend and girlfriend and in The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, they meet and they kiss and they have a baby and the baby, well, I don't know. The baby would be like a little Annabelle. (gasps) A little Annabelle. I love it. I think that sounds like the kind of romantic horror I I need in my life. Me too. And if that was a an nc-17 rated erotic drama with full frontal nudity i would definitely watch (laughs) valak and the nun i mean valak and annabelle so wait valak then possesses a female form like annabelle also is possessed also bathsheba is Oh yeah, they're all female. They're all females that are being possessed by demons. Yeah. And well, I I have more questions about the nun, but I'll hold off on that until we watch the nun. Yeah, which that's next. Um, oh, and we'll also have to watch the shorts at some point. 
Oh, right. There's a lot in the universe, but we're kind of getting to the end. Just a few more, just a couple more left. Just two more. Wow. Three if you count the shorts. Well, Aggie. Irene. We did it. We did Annabelle creation. We got to the bottom of it. We know where she's from. We know where she's going. I feel like I have such a better handle on the demonic aspect of this. And I feel like you have been a really good spiritual guide on this whole process. I feel like you have a really great handle on Christian mythology. And that means literally means so much to me. I'm genuinely learning so much from your Christian perspective, Aggie. Thank you. Um, I hope no Christians listen to this and are offended by my Christian, you know, coverage of these films. It's just what I think is happening, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know if there are, listen, if anybody wants to have a dialogue about it, we're open to it. We're open to it. We're open to learning and growing. Yeah. And somebody can shed more light on what is going on with Annabelle, with Valak, with, are they psychic? Are they, do they inception ideas into people's heads? Can they do that? And are they, why are they all women? Yeah. Why are all the, why are all their bodies women? I think they are women. You think the demons are women? Yeah. Interesting. Well, Valak is the only one who has a name that's like a demon name. And the other ones like Annabelle and Bathsheba are like using human names or like doll human names. Like they're not, they're not using their real names, but I still feel like. Because once their real name is used, then they're, they're like Rumpelstiltskin. Like yeah. in Conjuring 2, when Lorraine Warren is confronting the nun at the end and she's like, you're Valak, your name is Valak. And then the nun goes, ah, and explodes. And Bathsheba, how do they make Bathsheba explode? Just uh, the power of maternal love, I think. I think the power of maternal love, but maybe that means she's not really gone. But I do think that because Bathsheba, like, possesses the mother to kill the children Mm -hmm. Annabelle is in a doll and like goes to children and then grows up and then goes back in the doll um and but like girls like she wants Mm -hmm. girls and then Valak also well I mean I guess Valak sort of maybe took the place of the old man it maybe valak is like a man because valak becomes the nun but also the bendy man and the chair man so i don't know yeah i don't know maybe i'm i'm interested to learn more about valak's gender expression yeah, me too. And just all of the demons in the series. Because I, I just have a sneaky. Not that they owe that. Not that they owe us anything in that regard. 
are you are you saying that calling Valak day yes um I all demons in general I want to know if they think all the demons are women I'm interested to know that that's a really great question I'm going to put it on a list just in case we get to interview somebody (laughs) I would love to interview somebody because I feel like I do feel like it's another trope in horror movies like this the like huge like unthinkable like monsters and beasts are like female and like the female of the species is more dangerous just like human life yeah I'm trying to think of examples well alien yes maybe it's just that but I I don't think it is is a boy or a girl is who jaws the shark oh i always thought jaws was a boy jaws kind of sounds like a boy name (laughs) is jaws a boy or a girl let's see i mean even in beowulf like the main antagonist is not grendel but his mother in uh friday the 13th it's the mother yeah you know it's just something i'm putting out there something good to think about for sure for sure for Mm -hmm. sure well let's see i don't think they ever say if the if jaws is a male or a female but when they were joking around on set they called him bruce <laughs> after Steven Spielberg's lawyer just read that on the internet as we record this Bruce yeah I guess he was a shark I got it um well Aggie Irene I think we have said all there is to say about Annabelle creation I think so too not all there is to say but you know we only have for tonight so much time exactly i feel like we've we're good for tonight yeah and i'll see you next week when we visit romania okay get your passports ready folks we're going That's to right. romania a country that i have been to Ooh, can't wait to hear about that oh yeah okay I'm just the expert on this one Yeah, you know me, it's sick, ain't no fun Open up your mouth, stick out your tongue